Good morning. The Advent season is good, uh, as long as we remember why. Um, but it's good. Uh, thanks for being here this morning. It is, it is good to be together, and, and I want you to hear something this morning. This, this has been on my heart. I, I want you to hear this morning that today is a new day. Today is a new day, and, and, and I am so very thankful that today is a new day. And I hope that you see that. I hope that you see that today is a new day. And I want to read from Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. It says this. The Lord's love kindnesses indeed never cease, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in Him. Amen, amen. It is good. I'm so thankful that we can say that, but I'm also thankful that we can say 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. Man, what a good thing that we can say. And today I'm so thankful that we can say that and walk in that newness. And, and we don't have to drag around yesterday. We don't have to do it. We don't have to allow the wrongs from yesterday to keep us from God's love kindness and His compassion. And that is something to be so grateful for. And, and today I hope that you're smiling because you have joy in you because you walk in the newness of Him. What a reason to be joyful. What a reason to smile. And, and uh, we can do that because we know Jesus Christ. We know that He is the Christ, the Son of God. What a blessing. What a blessing that we can, we can walk in that. And uh, I hope that every one of you have had a great Thanksgiving. You ate too much. As Tucker said, that he, he was still hurting. I understand that feeling. <sighs> Hopefully it was good. Hopefully you got time with family. You got time to just take a breath, relax, be thankful. What a, what a great thing that is. And, and, and I'm so thankful uh, for each one of you here today. I'm thankful that you've chosen Beecher Island as the doors to walk through this morning to come and praise and worship. It is good. Complete reason for us all to be thankful. You know, I'm thankful that Beecher Island is a church that is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And if you have questions about that, talk to any elder, talk to me afterwards, and, uh, and, and we would love to answer any questions about why I say that. So today, today is a good day. We're going to start in chapter 12 of the Gospel of John. And we've been working through the Gospel and it's been good. And, and if you have your Bibles, turn them there to John chapter 12. And we're going to see some contrasting differences that John lays out here for us. The, the, difference, uh, the contrasting difference between <clears throat> loving devotion and evil. Between belief and rejection. As we journey to the cross, we will see these. You know, the Gospel of John is different than any other Gospel. It still says the same, but his details are placed in other areas than the other Gospels. He places the detail on John chapter 20, verse 31. See, all the other Gospels put a lot of detail into the events that happen, the accounts that happen. John doesn't put so much detail into the accounts as he puts the detail again in John chapter 20, verse 31. It says, But these things were written 
so that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you'll have life in His name. John's whole point is that he wants you to see that Jesus is the Christ. And so he kind of briefs over. He, he gives just a, just a quick picture of miracles, of events, of accounts that happen. And so we might take some time to jump into some other Gospels as, as we work through this, but, but I'm, I'm going to take time in the details of each one of these events as we work through them. But I'm excited about what we have today. Uh, John chapter 12. And while you're turning there, or if you already have, hopefully you are, we're, let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You for this morning. I thank You that we have Your Word. I thank You that we can just dive into it, Lord, and, and study it. And, and, and God, when we don't understand it, we can call out to You for understanding. And I thank You that You do that. And I pray that that we call out to You for that guidance, for that knowledge, that understanding. We pray for that right now, Father. We pray for it right now. Lord, I thank You for Your love. I thank You for Your unconditional love that You pour out on each one of us. I thank You that we can walk in the newness of You every day. And I pray that everyone here this morning and everyone listening online knows that. And they walk in the newness of You. They're not carrying around yesterday. Lord, I thank You for John chapter 12. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright. I really debated on how much of 12 to read. And my whole game plan was to read all of 12, but I'm not going to do that this morning because there is so much detail in it that if I read the whole thing, I, I, I feel like we will... Okay, I will forget what happened in the first seven verses <laughs> where I'm going to really focus today. So we're going to read some until I feel like, okay, my mind's starting to forget what I read at the beginning. Hopefully that's okay. Alright, John chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Issachar, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, a keeper. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there in Cain, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For an account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in him. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it. As it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. First, his disciples did not understand all this. Only Jesus was glorified. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now the crowd was with now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Amen, amen. What a reading that we have. What an account that we have right in front of us to read and to grasp. Now, these are huge events that are taking place. And John kind of just gives us a little glimpse of them and then goes on, right? But I'm going to stop and take some time here. I want to look at this account because as we read it, I get to thinking about sitting around the table. As we, as we just had Thanksgiving, many families were sitting around the table, right? And, and sharing stories and talking and just enjoying each other. And, and I imagine that was what was going on here. And I, I, try to picture, I try to picture them all around this table, reclined at the table, just, just talking and having conversation, but, but then I start to ask myself, well, what were they talking about? Well, I mean, seriously, you know that wasn't, they weren't sitting in silence. They were having conversation. They were talking. But, but about what? Are, are they questioning Jesus' deity? Or not questioning, but asking Him about His deity? Uh, about Him being God? Maybe they're asking about Lazarus and, and, and the experience that He just had. Maybe they're, they're talking about that miracle itself, but, but as I just referenced Thanksgiving, don't, don't we love telling stories about people that are sitting at the table? And we tell it like in a third person weird form, but we tell it about them, right? And then everybody's, you know, if it's a good story, everybody's tuned in and laughing, whatever, right? So, so I started thinking about maybe the story that was told as they all reclined at the table. <coughs> And my guess, this is my, this is my guess, okay? This is not biblical, but yet maybe biblical. The story's biblical. But maybe it was the sisters who told the story. Maybe it was one of Jesus' disciples. But, but can you just imagine, as they, as they sit around this table, I and mean, picture this. They start telling the story of Lazarus. Yeah, Lazarus, you, you were dead in that tomb. And then Jesus, you just came up there and you said, roll that stone away. But Martha, you were so worried. You said, no, it's going to smell bad. Jesus, though, you didn't care. Jesus, you didn't care. You, you just said, move the stone. And then you just yelled out, Lazarus, come out. And then Lazarus pipes in right there. Yeah, that's what I remember now. I just heard your, I just heard you, Jesus, call my name. And then all of a sudden I'm standing out there and somebody took that dirty old death rag off my face. Uh, could you imagine this story being told as they all recline around this table? I love painting the picture in my mind of, of what would have been taking place. 
Because our Jesus was just like us. He was in human form. Talking. You, if you have Jesus around this table all prim and proper and, and just... You got him pictured wrong. You got him pictured wrong because he, he was his friends. His loved ones all around that table. And if you go to Thanksgiving all prim and proper and only have perfect conversation, come to my house. <laughs> we're going to laugh a little. And I think that's what they were doing. Just retelling a story. Maybe even laughing about it. And, and being blown away by this miracle that took place. And maybe it was this conversation that led Mary to do what she did. Or maybe not. But in my mind, it, it draws Mary to Jesus even more. And she wants to do something to, to, to praise Jesus. Maybe the story was completely different. Maybe I have it pictured wrong, but, but I love this imagery that it paints for me. I wonder what Judas was thinking. As I shared this story, if, if this is a story they shared, I, I wonder what Judas was thinking. I mean, his heart was wrong. We know that, right? But, but I wonder what he was thinking this whole time because he was also a disciple. The Word tells us that. We know that he was there for all these miracles. We know, we know that he was there listening to all this conversation and, and this praise. We'll come back to Judas in a minute. You see, whatever the conversation was, it didn't stop Mary. Mary went to the feet of Jesus. Mary goes to the feet of Jesus and she's drawn to Him. She's drawn to His feet. And Scripture says in verse 3, it says that Mary then took a pound of very costly perfume of pure nard. That word is also spike nard. We throw that name around a lot in our family. I don't, I don't know why, but we, we like the name Spikenard because it's just different, right? Spikenard. I'm going to start wearing some Spikenard just so you know. I don't know if it smells good or not, but I think it smells good. <laughs> Pyrenard, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Can you paint this picture in your head? I really wanted to bring some perfume and just douse it all over this church this morning. But Christy said, no, you better not because if somebody's allergic to perfume, their eyes are going to swell shut, their nose is going to run, and then I'll feel really bad. So I didn't do it. But you know how perfume smells, right? If, if somebody's wearing too much, you know it, right? Can we just say that? Like, perfume. Yeah. Uh, but she... back up just a little bit though. Do you know that every time we meet Mary, where she's at? The feet of Jesus. Every time we meet Mary, she's at the feet of Jesus. I had to think about that quite a bit this week. Every time we meet her, she's at His feet. Can you paint that picture in your head? of Mary at the feet of Jesus. Let's see, I asked myself this question. 
Now take that picture and can you paint yourself there? Can you paint yourself at the feet of Jesus? You see, Mary goes and anoints Jesus' feet with this perfume. This, this amazing perfume. But, but not just a little... It says almost a pound. Almost a pound of perfume were, was poured out on Jesus' feet. And this perfume, this, this perfume was, was worth a year's wages. I, I tried to wrap my head around that, and I actually looked up some perfume this week. <laughs> Christy was laughing at me. But I looked up perfume, and, and I wanted perfume that cost a lot of money. I couldn't, I could find a really expensive perfume. But it said, like, this bottle has 27, 14 carat di whatever, diamonds on it. Well, the bottle's expensive. The perfume's not. Well, I guarantee the spike nard was expensive. It didn't matter what it was in. I wanted to find expensive perfume that would have been a year's wages of mine. There's some out there. $1.29 million for six ounces, I think it was what it was. That's not my yearly salary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I might have said that wrong right there. <laughs> That's crazy right there, isn't it? This, this, I mean, wrap your mind around how much money was in this perfume. And, and she could have just went, right? But she did. She pours it out all over his feet. Can you smell it? Think of the, the power of the fragrance that it would have had as she pours it out on Jesus' feet. It just paints quite a picture for me. As she pours this out, and, and she doesn't hold back. And then she dries his feet with her hair. I want you to think about this for a minute, because a woman's hair in those days, and probably still somewhat today, that was her glory. Her hair was her glory, and, and here she's laying her glory so to speak, at his feet. And just think about this. Mary would have carried this fragrance of perfume for some time after this. It would have been in her hair. Everywhere she went, she would have had this fragrance with her. Everywhere she walked, everywhere she went, she would have had it. For others to smell and to, to remind herself of the, the worship that she just poured out on Christ. Church, when we worship Christ, as, as worshipers, we carry away something of a fragrance of that moment too. I want you to know that. We carry that away. Listen, no house is so filled with a pleasant aroma as the house where Jesus is given His rightful place. Listen, are we falling at the feet of Jesus? Are we falling at the feet of Jesus and pouring out our complete worship? 
Are we, are we pouring out when we sing praises to His name on Sunday mornings? Are we pouring out our worship when we sing during the week? When we, when we praise Him, are we pouring out our worship fully? Are we picturing ourselves at the feet of Jesus? Are we picturing ourselves right there at His feet, laying down our glory, giving Him the rightful place, lifting Him on high, and praising Him, making Him our priority? Or are we like Judas? Because we have this contrasting difference here. Are we like Judas and we're more concerned about what is taking place, how it's taking place, how long it's taken. You, you see, we read about Judas in verse 4. It says this, But Judas Issachar, one of his disciples, who was intending to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor people? Listen to this guy's heart. Listen to his heart right here. Now I want you to see that he was a disciple of Jesus because the Word tells us that. But his heart was not right. And I can tell you we can get pretty hard on Judas and probably rightfully so. But do we look in the mirror? Do we, do we check our own heart in this? Do we check our own heart and, and, and look and see? Do we check our priorities? Because I want to be real this morning. Do we put Christ first in life or do we put life before Christ? What's our priority? John Charles Riley, Ryle wrote this. Um, it says that anyone could follow Christ as a disciple for three years. See all of His miracles, hear all of His teaching, receive at His hand repeated kindness, be counted an apostle, and yet prove rotten at heart in the end. That was a gut punch to me. I didn't like reading it, so I read it again. I read it again, and I'm going to read it to you again. It says that anyone could follow Christ as a disciple for three years, see all of His miracles, hear all of His teaching, receive at His hand repeated kindness, be counted an apostle and yet prove rotten at heart in the end. Uh, Judas Issachar was just a fan. He was just a fan of Jesus. He, he, he wanted to be around Jesus because it gave him money and maybe a name. He didn't want to be a true follower. All he cared about was himself, and that's exactly why he said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Judas did not consider Jesus to be worth 300 denarii. Think about it. He didn't consider Jesus to be worth the perfume that was poured out on his feet. He felt that the perfume should be sold to the poor, but we know that's not true. We know it's not true. He cared no more for the poor than he did for Jesus. That's a statement, isn't it? See, John quickly added to, to verse added to this whole deal in verse six. He said, "Now he said this not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief. And as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put in it." I'm just going to shoot straight with you. We have people in our world today who consider themselves Christians. 
of their just as Judas. They're just a fan. They have no real concern about following Jesus because they're more concerned about themselves and the reward of this life than the reward of heaven. The rewards we will see in heaven. What a blessing it will be. But the reality is, is we have many who are Judas in our world. Gaining reward here, as Matthew 6, 1 says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, Jesus said in verse 7, let her alone so that she may keep, she may keep it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Think about this act of worship that, that Mary pours out. Think about it in comparison to what Caiaphas said as we talked last week. Just as we talked about Caiaphas not understanding what he said, did Mary fully understand what she was doing when she poured that on the feet of Jesus? I don't think so. I don't think that she fully understood it. But I think that she was just worshiping the way that she knew how to worship. She was, she was finding the praise that she knew how to praise. And God made it way more than she ever thought. God used her. And we still read about it today. How amazing. See, she didn't understand everything that went into it. And Jesus points out to Judas that, that she may keep this oil for the day of my burial, and now she wants to lavish it on me in this, this selfless act of worship. She should be permitted to do so. As Jesus continues to set the stage for crucifixion. Whoa, what an account. What a, what a, what a journey. Because then He goes on to say that there would never be a time where we don't have poor people. There will never be a time where, where there's not poor that, that, that people can pour out their lavish on them. Their kindness on them. But Jesus was saying, my ministry is coming to an end. My ministry is coming to an end. And Mary will not always be able to do this, so leave her alone, Judas. Leave her alone. What a contrasting difference that we have between Mary and Judas. A contrasting difference between loving devotion and evil. Between belief and rejection. And there are many things that we can carry away from this account, but I absolutely believe today that we can take this away. We can take this home with us today. And this is what I hope that you take home. That there is always spiritual opportunities in front of us. There are always spiritual opportunities right in front of us, and we should never delay in doing what we can do for the Savior. Because you know what? As soon as Mary had it on her heart to go, this is what I believe, okay? As soon as she had it on her heart to get up and anoint the feet of Jesus, she did. With rejection. With rejection. But she got up and poured it out on Jesus and poured out her praise. So if you have a prompting from the Holy Spirit 
to do for Him do. That's what I want to take home from this. I, I don't want to hesitate anymore. I, I, I want to be Mary at the feet of Jesus and ready, ready to pour out praise. I'm going to invite the music team up. Guys, you see those, those spiritual opportunities include many things. They include pouring out our glory at His feet. And that includes praising Him every opportunity. That, that includes opening our eyes to the promptings from the Holy Spirit as we journey through this life. Stepping out of faith just as Mary did. Stepping out when, when we're maybe uncomfortable. Stepping out when, when maybe somebody's rejecting to it. Somebody's, somebody's calling us out. What are you doing that for? Because I'm praising my Jesus. And when we stand and sing here in just a minute, I'm going to encourage you to pour out your praise. This is an amazing opportunity. Every time we gather up and sing praises to our King. And I don't ever want us to take it lightly. I don't want us to take praising our King, our Savior, lightly. We can do it all the time by ourselves. Any, anytime you want, you can praise Him. And I encourage you to do that. But this morning, when we gather up as followers, as believers of Jesus, and don't take it lightly. Pour out your praise. And you know what? Worship looks different for every person. And that's okay. And I want to encourage you to worship the way you worship. The way that you worship your King. You do that right here. There's no better thing to do than praise our, praise our Savior. And when we stand and sing, that's what we're doing. Don't hold back. Don't, don't, don't worry about what your voice sounds like. Don't, don't worry about if somebody's looking at you. You know what? They can look back up here. They can look up there. Don't worry about it. You praise the way you praise. You sing the way you sing. You worship the way you worship. That's what I encourage you to do today. And I just want to tell you that if you need prayers this morning, seek them out. Don't be afraid to step out in faith and ask for prayers. We're here to pray with you. The elders are, I am. Yeah. Don't be afraid to step out in faith this week. When the Holy Spirit prompts, do. Father God, we thank You. We thank You for this morning. We thank You for the love that You pour out on us. And we thank You for this account that we have of Mary just... Just going to your feet. And every time we read about her, she's at your feet, Jesus. And, and I pray we learn from that. I pray I learn from that. I pray that I'm at your feet. Lord, I pray this morning that today's the last day that we take pouring out our praise lightly. That, that we, we just worship and praise and Pour out our glory at Your feet as Mary did. Lord, help us to not be a Judas. 
Help us to not have a hardened heart. Help us to not have a, have a heart like His, but a heart like Mary's just pouring out praise to You. Lord, and if we're struggling in that, I pray that we just seek You. Lord, I, I want people to know if they're struggling with that, that they seek prayer, that they, they come and talk to me, they talk to the elders, and they, they seek that prayer. God, we thank You for Your love. We thank You that we can just be at Your feet nonstop. And I pray we do that. I pray we take full advantage of every opportunity to praise You, every opportunity to let You shine, every opportunity to let You have all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand and sing with us. If you need prayers, come forward. Come to the back.